Hey, welcome to the Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. I am your host, Jeff Malat, and Ryan Lambert, our other host, is also our number one guest tonight, the champ. Welcome, champ. Welcome back, champ. The second time is champ here in not too many months. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I've gotten into, but whatever. It's working. Yeah. As uh, KBN group page said, you're a beast. Yeah. The, accolades, <laughs> the, the accolades were flowing, man. Congrats, man. I was something. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, definitely yeah. an unexpected uh, surprise there at the end of the day. I know we were talking leading up to that and some uh, chats and texts and different things about how tough it was going to be. And you were just wanting to go have a good time and hopefully catch a few fish. So for people that weren't there, explain how exactly tough those conditions were, what you guys were facing up there. Uh, I mean, I think Jay Wallen subbed it up pretty, pretty well when he said this, this was the toughest tournament conditions I've ever, ever fished in. You know, we had a huge cold front come through the week before that, that really swept across the country people were ice fishing in texas like i mean that came through and there were some folks that were on a good bite on watts bar watts bar is not a bad lake I, I give it a lot of you know a lot of grief but it's not a bad lake and guys were up there and they were doing pretty well pre-fishing but this cold front came through and just it, it killed killed the bite pretty much lake wide and, and it killed a lot of shad too which i think factored in a lot yeah so, you know, but before you went, me and you were talking some and you thought it was going to be a blade bait, deep water, Demiki rig, jerk baits, that kind of deal. But from listening to you on the, on the, on the Hobie live stream and, and, you know, what we know after the fact, that is not at all how you ended up attacking this tournament. So tell oh, us about that. Well, I, I didn't attack it that way because I felt like that was not going to be a productive bite for two days. You know, that's just kind of playing the numbers there was so much bait in the water and and it's hard to compete with that much bait and you know bank bank 10 bites on it so i looked at the i i ended up having meetings all day friday for work and i got i got out on the water like an hour and a half and even when i did i had a customer call that i had to get on and jay rolled up on me when i was on that customer call and i was like pointing at my earbuds like go on man uh, but I looked in that slough and I saw that bait and there's, you know, dead shad kind of do it well, doing the little death roll there on top. And I was like, man, this is not going to be good. And I knew people were catching drum and catfish, you know, pretty, pretty predictably. <laughs> so I just said, I'm, I'm not doing this. I talked to Eric Thomason, you know, we, we both like to fish rivers quite a bit. And I talked to him earlier in the week and he said, you know, I need a float partner. I don't want to float alone, you know, safety wise. If something happens on a river float with the water that cold, like you're not near a ramp, there's no houses or anything. It's all government property down through there. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll do it. We'll, we'll go. And he sent me the, sent me the ramp and I didn't even pull it up on a map. I, I had no idea where I was going, even in the tournament. And we just, you know, fish, fish down the banks and, he missed a fish around this big metal. I don't know what it was. It was like a maybe an old barge docking place on the back of Oak, Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Uh, I I threw in with a Ned rig after he went on down. He was fishing. I think he was fishing a crankbait at that time. You know, something pretty quick moving, covering water. I thought, ah, I'll just try to pick this area apart with a Ned. And I caught one. And I thought, yeah, I looked at where the current seam was. 
pen, I figured out that there was a grass patch right there, actually, on the downriver side of that barge tie-off. And I started fishing like 20 or 30 yards off the bank, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in, in river fishing scenario. But that's that's where those fish were. They were like 30 yards off the bank in that scattered grass. Wow. So did you manage that little area for those for two days or did you find more areas like that? No, that was it. That's all I had. It was like a 30 yard, 30 yard stretch. <laughs> so this is like TOC deja vu. It kinda. was just like TOC, except with tiny, disappointing fish. Yeah. I told you it was like watching a tournament on Beaver Lake on my home waters here. 70 something inch limits. I mean, I, I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did. But when I look back at catching those fish at no point was I taking a, a 12.75 or 14 inch fish off my hook. Like I'm winning, man, this is my tournament. Like, uh, I mean, it was just, it was tough. Like it, it mentally is tough, like to keep going. And on day one, I caught my limit in, in maybe an hour and I called two times off that spot. And I said, stop it. Like, you know, these, these fish are a certain cookie cutter size. I think I had two 16s or something on day one you know, go on down the river and, and try to find a big fish bite. And I fished, I don't know what it was. Thomas may chime in. It may have been nine more miles, 10 more miles down through there and did not get a sniff. I mean, nothing even bumped my lure. It was, it was awful. That's, that's crazy. So day two, you went back to that same area, but you didn't, didn't float, right? You just, well, <laughs> so Thomason who, who wanted to have a safety, safety net for his float, didn't want to go back there because that was pretty much the only area that, that held fish. And, you know, him being super respectful, he didn't want to go in and, and cost me a bite that I might need, you know, if I was actually going to make a run at this thing. So nobody else was there, but where I was at was like two miles downriver from the launch and Matt ball and Tim Isaacs and Christine were there. So I, you know, I knew people in the area that I could get a hold of if, if tragedy did strike, which it almost did, uh, early, early morning day two. Um, but I just, I went at it alone down there. Well, what happened? We gotta, we gotta go back to that. What happened, <laughs> dude? So, you know, it was like 20 degrees when we launched. So I left, I always leave my rods in my kayak, which as we know, I've had a bunch stolen. <laughs> I still haven't learned from that. So I get out there, my rods are frozen, my, my rudder's frozen, my drive's frozen, everything's frozen. Well, you get, you know, you get into the boat and your boots sling water up in the kayak or whatever. Well, my back started getting kind of stiff, you know, 30 minutes into the tournament. So I stood up to stretch. Well, I didn't even think about it being that cold that water just like, I mean, it was just a sheet of ice in the bottom of my kayak and my feet like <laughs> came out from under me. And I'm glad that I landed in the seat, but I was like, man, that could have been, that could have been pretty, pretty bad here to start the, start the day off. So I didn't stand up anymore for a while till the sun got up and melted that ice. Hobie should put grooves in its floor. Please don't ever say <laughs> that again. No one should put grooves in the floor. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm my glad you know, I know, buddy. I know. Uh, that, that's good, man. I'm glad you didn't fall in the water. It wouldn't have been. Although, you know, you're quickly gaining legendary status for your pre-tournament <laughs> prep. And, uh, you know, falling in the water and, like, getting hypothermia and then still winning may have been, you know, may have added to the legend. Nothing know. will wake you up, I would say, like falling in some 40-degree water first thing in the morning. I'd say I'd be, I'd be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh, <laughs> when Christine pulled up to the ramp, I, I could – I'm paraphrasing here – you look like shit, Lambert. I'm pretty sure was was her oh. morning greeting. So I was like, well, all right. I guess <laughs> today's going to be a good day. Thanks for that. 
So <laughs> I know, I know what Friday night you stayed up and enjoyed the community a little bit, right? But did you, uh, did you rest up Saturday night or were you? No, 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 no. Uh, we had Saturday night, we had our, our Tennessee Valley kayak anglers and 10 cat, the local Knoxville club. We ran a joint event. So we had a little shindig get together at this burger place in Lenore city. So they had like dollar ninety nine margaritas or something. We had a couple of those. We had uh, a few few cases of Yingling back at the house. Uh, Matt Ball, I was the first one at the ramp Sunday morning, uh, and Matt Ball pulled in and he's like, "Lambert, he's like, did you quit drinking?" I was like, "Yeah, about twelve seventeen a.m. <laughs> I'm ready, ready to go, buddy." I'm gonna throw this comment up here for you, Ryan, because it seems to be becoming truer and truer. Uh, if it wouldn't have stopped him from winning, you can't make the shit up that happens to him on tournament day. And it, these stories, man, I mean, you know, if we didn't know better, we think some of them were made up. So what explain maybe for the people watching, is it a positive mental attitude? Is it just, you keep things simple and just go fishing or how do you, how do you keep pulling these deals off? I don't have a positive attitude at all. I don't think, um, I okay. just honestly, man, I'm, I'm super like, you, you, everybody sees this, this life, but in my real life, I'm, I'm super analytical. I overthink everything. So I've kind of brought more of that into fishing. Like I think about, I think about scenarios. I think about really fish, fish management, I'd say is probably, you know, my, my strong suit. Like if I can find an area that's holding fish, I'm usually pretty good at predicting how many I can get out of there before it shuts off and then trying to find things around it. And I thought this area, I thought I had something around it because on down the river, Thomason had caught, I think it was a 17 or 17 and a half. And another guy was floating behind and caught a 17 or something out of that. So in this scenario, I thought, I thought I had managed my fish. I thought I had cold fish down, down the river, but you know, sitting on four fish, I made that run down the river and I couldn't find anything. So I, mean, I think that's probably, probably my, my secret is just trying to find an area that, that holds enough fish to put you in the mix. You still got to have some luck That 19 inch bass to fill my limit Sunday. I, I mean, there's no question. Like that was just, you know, shining down on me. That was, that was blind luck. <laughs> well, and I, I want to get to that because I saw your post about, you know, grinding until the very end. And that's so important. But there's something else you do that's kind of unique, and that is you bring everybody along every dang tournament in your Instagram story or with a Facebook <laughs> post or even even sliding over to the KBN group and, like, getting in the mix with comments that are going on. So how do you – how do you? I mean, you stay involved there and in the tournament. I, I like it, man. I, I You know, I like the engagement. I like keeping people, you know, interested in what's going on because, I mean, I have – people you know here locally in our community like oh i love you know i love watching your tournaments they don't even fish they don't have anything to do with fishing and they're like i just love following you know just the roller coaster of what goes on you know every day in a tournament i think that's the part that you know people don't necessarily get to see yet until we can you know get the sport moved up a little bit but it's it's interesting it is like it's just watching kind of the highs and lows of a tournament day the bite dies or the water comes up or a bass boat cuts in on you know there's a million different things that happen throughout a day and just trying to document some of that stuff and not only for people that don't tournament fish but new anglers coming in like here's what you can expect like this is this is not abnormal for stuff like this to happen every single tournament it's, it's pretty damn funny that every, you know, somebody will make a post, a screenshot of a leaderboard, whatever, 
and you don't expect to see the guy that's in the tournament <laughs> slide in there with a comment, you know what I mean, at 1230 on a Sunday on day two. I got a lot of free time, bud. At that point, yeah. I don't think I'd had a bite in like two hours. So I I just scroll Facebook. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just check out and see what's happening over in KBN. And people are always tagging me and stuff. And I just, I think it's funny to like, I'll catch a fish, submit it, check my phone, respond real quick. Like it's, you know, just keep the, keep the fire going. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, now, well, the thing is, I think now people are going to expect it every event. So it's for that's the people, fine. as you that's said before. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. <clears throat> As you said, I'll before. deliver every single event it, it, unless I'm not absolutely not catching anything at all. Uh, which as people pointed out at Seminole, I will go home. Like if I, <laughs> if I've only caught two fish and there's 200 inches leading the tournament, I know that I'm not going to make a comeback. I'm going to head on to the house. Yeah. I think, uh, that was the funniest comment on Saturdays when you were in the top five, there, leading for a minute on day one. They said, I guess this means he's fishing day two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. And I, Honestly, going into this tournament, I knew I knew for a fact that 10 bites was going to cash you a check. I really thought six fish would cash you a check, and I think it ended up taking seven. So I kind of missed I missed on that prediction, but I, I really thought six fish would would cash a check. Yeah, what'd they pay? Top eight, nine? Top, top 10. Top 10, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, let's see, five, seven. Yeah. And you saw seven. that payout scale. I mean, it was you were doing good all the way down. I yeah. think 10th was like 950 bucks or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, I've got it on the other screen here, and it was. It was seven fish to catch. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. I thought it was. And I only think, how many limits? Two days? How many Three. people limits? Two days? Three people? <laughs> Three. Wow. And I, me and Kurt Smiths, I love Kurt to death. Like, Kurt, you know, if you've, if you've never met Smitty, you need to. He's he's one of those people just has, you know, kind of a, a glowing personality almost. He's always got got this grin on his face, just, just bullshitting with everybody. And he calls me hot breath because I like to get right on his heels in a tournament and just keep, you know, keep chasing after him. That started at Lake Norman last year. And, and, you know, I was, I was in third behind him and second and I, I messaged him. I was like, Hey bud, I'm going to call right now. <laughs> just, just messing with him. And he's like, you better make sure it's not 11 inches or something like that. And then I went and caught that 19 and he's, he messaged me back and said, I hate you. <laughs> hey, speak, speak of the devil. Look here. There's that comment. He said, he actually mentioned that right there. And, and oh. Dylan, Dylan uh, said he's never heard anyone so excited to have a 75 inch limit is when you, uh, when he got that phone call, but well, he called me to tell me something dumb off the wall and I answered the phone. <laughs> I answered the phone and I was like, dude, I just got a 19. He's like, Oh, that's not even why I was calling you. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. The tournament tournament turned out better than a lot of people thought it might with the cold weather, you know, especially the Cali guys, they were thinking it was going to be like 35 people. I uh, ended up busting 90, even with the cold weather. So you ended up with a nice payday, man. Uh, it was good. It, it was good, man. It was. And I'm glad everybody showed up. And even though it wasn't, you know, a fair weather tournament in, in every meaning of the phrase, it, it was a grind. Like, you know, you saw some really good anglers, really good anglers that that just struggled to to figure out the puzzle and that that goes to show you that you want to show up for those tough tournaments the yeah. tough tournaments is where guys like me <laughs> can can win it on 70 something inches of fish like you don't have to knock it out of the park uh to be able to get some good aoi points out of this stuff so don't if you see the weather i mean as long as it's not anything crazy but if you see the weather coming you know get your rain suit and get out there 
I'll tell you, you know, a top 30 finish at a BOS event gives you pretty good points. If you can consistently do that, you've got a pretty good shot at TOC. And to get yep. 30th place in this event, you needed 38 inches total. Yep. So it was crazy. You know, That's get out, get out there Eric Thomason was saying, we were talking today, and he's like, you know, I finished higher at Watts Bar with four fish than I did with Seminole with like an 88 inch limit on day two. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> yep. Something for the grinders. And like, I think I messaged you earlier today. Uh, I didn't really scroll through the second half of the leaderboard until today. I looked at it and some of the hammers that were down there that struggled, it actually gives people that think some of these guys and girls are invincible a little reality check. Like, Hey, you know, we can all go out there and grind and make it happen. Every dog has his day. And, and the, the guy from, from Carson Newman, Ewing, I call him Edwin. Just, yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Um, he went down and fished Seminole and he cut a check at Seminole and you know, he's a young kid. He's just positive gung ho. Doesn't even own a kayak borrows Jamie Coase's kayak, goes down, cashes a check at Seminole, comes back up to Watts Bar, and he was smashing on day two. Like, I just I had to look at his name on the top all day long as I'm, like, hovering in, like, eighth, ninth, seventh. I mean, I, I, wanted, I wanted to catch him, you know? I wanted to catch him because I felt, <laughs> I felt like he was riding this big positivity wave all day. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of the mission, was seeing his number. Uh, I ran the math before I did like a two mile run down, down to what I thought was my B spot. Uh, I was like, you know, I need 19 inches to catch this kid. So I'm either going to have to call like three or four fish, or I might have to catch a 19 inch fish to finish this limit coming back up. There's a big bluff wall and it looks like a cave and there's a big eddy, just, you know, stale water with like a, a film over it. And I had fished it the day before and, and not gotten bit at all. So I made like five casts in there. I'm turning my boat to go back out into the current and reeling my chatterbait in real fast because my boat's washing away. So I'm reeling that chatterbait in real fast. And that 19 up, I mean, she just came up and choked it. She swallowed it all the way to her gullet. And I was like, I, you know, I saw her coming. I was in the current. I couldn't really tell how big she was. I got her in the net and I held it up and I was like, dude, I think this fish is exactly 19 inches. Laid it on the board, 19 on the nose. And at that moment, I was like, I guarantee, I guarantee you right now, I'm going to get back to that grass spot and, and win this thing. I feel it. I was like, I know, I know I'm about to call. And did it, I, I pedal right back up there, made about four casts and that IMX pro loaded up and called two inches. And that's pretty much it. And that was all in the last, what, hour of the tournament? 30 minutes? Yeah, like literally. That? Yeah. Last hour. I caught that. I called in the last like 35 minutes. I think we everybody should pay attention to that because, like I said, even if even if you weren't in contention to win, if you would grind it to the last minute, you might have culled yourself into twenty eighth place or twenty third and got some more points, whatever it might have been. You know. Yep. I mean, one fish, one big bite in a tournament like that can uh, move you up ten places. I mean, it can yeah. it can move you right into the money. That was that was kind of the trick, and the way the day set up, the water was just glass for for the first half of the day. The wind started blowing, you know toward the end of the day and that's when i picked up that jackhammer i was like you know now now's the time you can bust out something like that and, and hopefully trick a bass into to biting that's awesome um one more thing we'll pull Dwayne in here i know we got Dwayne on to talk a little bit about the bass stuff too and i know we can't run over tonight because uh ryan's on the podcast circuit since he's a winner so he's got to slide over oh yeah get on get on paddle and fin so be sure and watch that here in a little while but so before the season started, you were TOC qualified, right? You were you were yes, good sir. to go, and you were gonna. If I remember talking to you right, you were gonna spend most of your season kind of fixated on trying to repeat down there. Yeah. Now you got a W under your belt. 
Are we looking at Hobie AOY maybe chasing that a little bit now? A little change of plans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't I had a couple tournaments picked that I was gonna I was gonna be a try harder, you know, <laughs> try to try to get down and pre fish and actually figure something out. This was not anywhere near on that list. Uh Pickwick was actually at the top of that list. So this was since this is kind of a bonus tournament, I'm I'm gonna swing pretty hard at Pickwick. And then I'm gonna, God, I think I'm gonna pick up Dardanelle. Say and it, say it right. <laughs> I don't want to, Jeff. I'll see it, Dardanelle. And uh, and then Hartwell. I'm gonna hit Hartwell the Susky. And now that they've moved, which is our next segment here. Now that they've moved, you know, the tournament to Possible Kingdom. I think I'm gonna get out and try to run that little Texas two for one uh, in the summertime. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've been doing the math and looking at the calendar. I want to make that happen too. Make a week and a half deal out of that, but I'm gonna try to pull it off. And I made so Dylan keeps on with this, so I'm gonna have to address it. I was making fun of Dylan because he said he left his chatterbait box at home, and I was like, "Cause this water's 40 degrees, you ain't gonna need no chatterbait." So <laughs> he bought some at the dugout on the way up. He's throwing a chatterbait, and he caught <clears throat> he caught four good fish. And because he's Dylan, he couldn't finish a limit uh, on day one. <laughs> and I was making fun of him. I there's never, and I'm I mean, we've seen this in the past. I always I, I love throwing a chatterbait. I keep it tied on, even if I don't think I'll use it. That's my emergency bait. If I see fish schooling or something, I'll grab that chatterbait and just you know wake it across the top, whatever. So I had this chatterbait tied on and ended up catching fish on it. And <laughs> and Dylan's like you only had that chatterbait tied on because I was catching fish on it. <laughs> I'm like, kid, come on, a chatterbait, bro. Come on, man. Come on, come on. Dylan's so, begging you. To, he's begging you to come to Broken Bow in the comments. I didn't know. I'm not going. Me. I'm not driving to Oklahoma for two days of fishing. I promise. I got you. I'll not see you at Broken Bow, Dylan. Yeah. Y'all hang out. Dylan, see if you can talk Jeff into throwing a chatterbait. I know it's off the wall. See if you can get him to throw a chatterbait. I got a, I got a binder full of chatterbaits. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right let's say we take a quick break and get Dwayne in here what do you say man let's do it let's do it all right hang on just a second we'll be right back y'all KVN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled award-winning gluten-free vodka they're independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right. What is up? Hey, Dwayne. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? All right. Thanks for uh, sliding in here with us to talk a little bit about yeah, Bass and Tourney X. Thank you for, uh, for the invite. Uh, yeah, it's kind of been... Um, Past three months, man, I've been kind of laid up dealing with this uh, shoulder surgery and stomach surgery, and I'm getting sick of it, dude. Yeah, you're getting you old, Wayne. You're getting old. Don't ever do two surgeries <laughs> back to back. Deal. Uh, it's uh, you will not be a happy camper. I can promise you, especially at 54. But uh, well, glad to see you back on top a little bit. Keep grinding. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, uh, you know, it's um. PT is a is a bear on the shoulder. I know. I know that uh, old lunch money worker probably can probably vouch for that. We we talked once or twice about the surgeries and all this crap and the blood clot I had and just mess and yeah, it's it's tough. I'll tell you, man. You 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 think it's an easy hop in there, let's get it done and get it out, but then you don't know about all the obstacles that can go with it. So 
anyway. Glad, glad you're bouncing back, Dwayne. Glad you're bouncing sure. back. Sure. So tell so us, tell us, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell, tell us in unison. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, let's ahead, let's champ. finish our sentence. One, two, three, go. <laughs> no, no. You, you're the champ. You got you got you got speaking know, so, rights. So this so the jump to Possum Kingdom. I know everybody is excited about it, and I know Matt Scotch is excited about it. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was turning tiny little cartwheels out there in the yard in Texas. But what you know what spawned the move? What made Bass buy into it? Um, thank you for doing it, number one. But you know how how did that shake out? You know, um, I don't know any of the lakes over there. Be quite honest with you. Um, but when they released, um, you, you know, Louisville Lake, we just had so many negative comments. And, and the one that really bothered me was the one about the, the boat traffic in June. It really got to me. And knowing I'm a kayak fisherman, just like you guys are, I'll do it just like you do. And it is it is not a fun sight to be out there on the water with a bunch of jet skiers and, and, and you know, uh, boats ripping and roaring up and down and people drinking and us trying to compete. I, I get that. And... It took me about two or three days to, to realize I better start making some phone calls and asking, please, 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 nice. You know what I'm saying? We just I, I had to make a phone call. And I've been going to bat for whew, several, you know, what seems to be like a couple of weeks, just trying to get something to move on. And and finally, uh, I, I just kind of let uh, John do his thing for a little while. And finally, he came back to me with four, uh, four other options uh, nice. in lakes. And um, I honestly... Wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have mind uh, making a trip over to Lake Fork, but but his his comment was, you know, let's don't do two Lake Forks back to back, March and June, because you know people say, well, this guy's got the advantage over that guy, and we'll work <laughs> out. And I get that. Yeah, so I can see that. The other one was, um, I don't know if it was Ray Roberts or not, but there was a couple of others, and they just not Ray Roberts. It was one of the others up there. And it just didn't seem to fit, and so I actually made a phone call to uh, to Patrick Malone. And we spoke for a while, and I actually talked to Duke, and because uh, I know Duke that had, uh, yes, I did. Oh, and, Duke! Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan knows him as Deuce. Oh, Deuce! <laughs> Gotta love him, Deuce Tran. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I made a phone call up to him because I knew that he had, he had, uh, I think he had run the Lone Star up there once or twice or three times, whatever. And he he just had nothing but good things to say about the lake. So. Once all that was said and done, we had to come up with a, a dollar amount, of course, you know, the fee to get into the tournament. And we kicked around, and I'm sure that's something where you want to lead into in a minute, but uh, we had uh, kicked around ideas of $350, $400, $500 entry fees. That's where the, that's where those numbers were heading. And, and uh, we kind of took a little quick poll, and everybody said 400 is a great settle because you got two days worth of tournament fishing, and that's where that kind of landed. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm very happy with the lake choice. It looks like it's a with with the bluffs and the, I mean, you guys have fished those type of lakes before. I've never been to one of those, but uh, looks like it's going to be a great choice. Yeah, I, I think uh, especially summertime. I think that's gonna I think that's gonna set up a lot better than you know sitting in a washing machine out there with wakeboard boats doing circles while you're trying to hold your drop shot still. Yeah, right. and I think a lot of the guys were not you know they I'm not I've never been on Lewis Louisville, but talking to some of these folks. They thought maybe they could get away from some of those boats, but when they did that, it would put everybody in the same few little creeks, and then you'd have a whole other problem where you'd have you know seventy-five kayaks in the same three creeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, this thing looks kind of wicked, looking with all the twists, twists and turns, and <laughs> the uh, rock cliff bluffs and all that. It's it's really interesting looking lake. 
It looks it, like, to be quiet, well, yeah, I never heard of it. It looks like one of the lakes up here. It's got a lot of folks from our area pretty excited because it looks like some of the lakes up here. I I, I know Matt Scotch has heard about it. I think Scotch is he's won a few tournaments out there. I think that's kind of I think that's kind of his his backyard deal there. So I I want to I want to get out there and see it. I I wasn't too excited about it being Louisville. Honestly, I, I was probably not even going to make the trip. But now that it's PK, I'm going to switch it up and try to try to get out there and fish the Hobie tournament and the Bass tournament, you know, in, in succession now, make a little vacation out of it. You know, one thing I do want everybody to know is BSS is listening. Okay. They're listening. They're, they're, they're listening through us. They're listening through myself. They're listening through the five or six directors that we have on, you know, that, that are working with us and uh, the attorney X and all. So uh, they're listening. They're trying to make it uh, safer, better, you know, just trying to make it a good, a good series. So uh, I want everybody to know that. And, and everybody, like, you know, we want to see BASS be successful. When you talk about a platform, and Hobie has a huge platform, but Hobie has a huge platform that is kayak anglers, you know. BASS has a huge platform that's everybody that's ever tried to catch a bass in their life. And some people that even haven't. Some people just subscribe to the magazine. They like having the old blue hat and a sticker and whatnot. But I mean, the the potential for the BASS kayak part is, is huge. And, you know, I talk to Steve-O all the time about this. I, I get to hear kind of his frustrations of, of how kayak anglers have a much more narrow vision than bass does as far as growing something and all the different moving parts and from an outsider's perspective, kayak anglers see, all right, here's bass. We know they're huge. We know they have a huge platform. They have a huge, you know, marketing reach. They have these big money sponsors that are backing the series. So I think that's what people focus on, you know, yeah. and they're like, well, that you know we should be getting paid billions and we should be on tv every day like <laughs> it's 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 a it's a domino effect like you have to start with that first domino to to knock over the rest so i hope that it continues to grow and that we do see the point where bass draws in these these non-endemic sponsors that are willing to say hey you know joe blow i want you to wrap your you know wrap your boat and in a Wheaties box, you know, here's, here's 80 grand, go chase your, go chase your little trail. Like that's, that's the point that I, I want it to get to. And I think, I definitely think bass is going to be the stepping stone to, to link those two together. You, you know, I always hear, I hear that they say, well, bass doesn't care about the kayak industry. Okay. I hear that. And, and I know you do too. And I go and look on their website and I see, Right there, plain as day. It's got, you know, the elites. It's got the the high school. It's got the college. It's got the kayaks. It's got. I mean, they have this right there. You know, you click on it, you go in there. You you could read probably read about. You know, you winning this past weekend soon. I mean, it's they are promoting the kayak industry. They are, uh, you know, the Hobie events, the bass events, the um, pe people that rig out their boats. You know what I'm saying? Their kayaks. They're 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 doing. They're trying to do the right thing. They're doing the right thing. They're getting that content out there to as much as possible. So they are listening. They are they are doing the right thing. And uh, I want everybody to know that that's you know, uh, yeah, they they're they're watching and they're listening and they're helping out. So um, anyway, my I like it. I like it. Let's Dwayne. Let's go ahead. 
me and you can get off to the side here. Let's go ahead and start working on that 2022 schedule today. We'll we'll have it knocked out by July, and we'll <laughs> drop it early, and we'll be in good well, shape. You know, you say that. Uh, there, there's, I, I really think that the 2022 schedule might be already might already be done. Oh, hey, all right, all right, yeah. all right. So, you, so you knew there was a lot of frustration with 21. Was that was that COVID related because they had too many other things to move before I, they messed with it, or what? I think what happened, Jeff, and just my opinion, is everything got pushed deeper and deeper and deeper in the year. Everything bottlenecked. You had the elites piling up at the end. You have, you know, you know, COVID, of course, and and the way they had to kind of stop everything in the beginning and it just push it all the way back. I really think that had a lot to do with it. And then honestly, um, we tried, we Tony X and 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 the, and the directors tried to help out as far as picking the the lakes. Okay, we we tried to help, and. I realized, to be honest with you, that um, we could help all we we could try to help all we wanted to help. Okay, but it's it's ultimately it's their decision because they're working in conjunction with the other, you know, the, the college and the high schools and all that. So they have to lay those out how they see, see fit to lay them out. So finally, I backed away. Uh, John took the ball, ran with it. He he got us the schedule as, as fast as he could, being that everything was in time constraints and all that. And also, he was working on some stuff for, for next year as well. So, that being said, we hope next year is going to come out way sooner than it did this year. Excellent. So Excellent news. news. Yes. Good news. Oh, I, another bit of good news, just so you all know, before I, I want to let you all know, that 24-hour hold that the anglers have to go through when they sign up to be a member on Bass, uh, they fixed that little glitch over at Bass. So, now, as soon as you pay uh, your, your $15 membership, you should be able to turn right around and, and purchase your, you know, whatever tournament you want to fish. Um, I, I don't know that. I, I mean, I'm just saying that's what I heard, but I wouldn't wait to the last minute either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless you just have to. So, yeah, I'm going to try to hit, I'm going to try to hit you following Pickwick um, and the classic myself. Those are the, the ones I've got kind of on my, on my tentative calendar, which never seems to work out the way I want it to, but those are there anyway. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. You know, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just, you know, a lot of things that the anglers, you see them comment or send text messages about. I think the thing they're leery about is they don't know, like, like we were talking about earlier, is bass really taking the kayak serious? They, they just don't want to be taken advantage of uh, for a membership fee. Uh, and I, I, It doesn't sound like they're trying to do that, but I think that's what some of the folks out in the community get leery of and start asking questions about like hey are we are we really going to get value back from them are they taking the kayak world seriously but from what you're saying Dwayne it sounds like they are well I mean let's I mean if you could compare it to some of the other big series that are out there that we were thought we were thought that the kayak industry was heading in and you know the FLW and that that sort of thing it didn't really pan out you know that we saw it oh yeah but if you were to compare apples to apples which is you know one to the other um man we i mean bss has just taken off they they didn't i mean they're telling us they're trying to i don't know if y'all knew this or not but they've been uh scheduling our tournaments on opposite days of the elites opposite days of any other tournaments so that we so that the website can take full advantage or you know the kayaks series can be on the website by itself they don't want to awesome. share anything that's the cool thing if you've yeah. ever i know that i know you guys are fishing i might get that and you don't see that part of it um but they're actually uh 
staggering it so that everybody gets a chance on the front page of Bass's website. And that's cool. I think it's that's good. one thing I didn't like about the FLW event was they put us on Nickajack and I, <laughs> I, I live on Nickajack and I hate Nickajack. Uh, I know there were some, there were some decent fish that were caught limit wise, but you know, you you've got a lake that's you're right in between Chickamauga and Gunnersville. They had the FLW, the big, big boat event on chick and just kind of stuck us on over on Nickajack. And what did they do? Who, where was that? Uh, where was the, the championship event for that at Jeff? What lake was that? That's your favorite lake, Ryan. How did you forget that? Washita? Was it? Was yeah. that it? Yeah. Uh, Washita. Yeah. So that that kind of hurt my feelings on that. I do like that Bass is is taking it more seriously. I, I love the fact that they're listening. They made the move to Possum Kingdom. All those are are big green checks. Like that's that's what you want to see. So thank you. Appreciate that. We got a few questions rolling in here. Let me see if I can get them up. Uh, ben Rayfield. He asked, "Is there any plans to?" I'll kind of add on to this. Any plans to make a point series, like an AOI deal, and or expand the amount of opens that there's going to be? Uh, well, they did this year, of course, by one. They right. added one more open. Uh, as far as AOI, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that question because honestly, we won't. We probably won't be doing it. It'll be, you know, it'll be whatever Bass wants to do on that. Right. You got to understand our take. Our our our, our position with this is uh, they contracted with us to facilitate the events. Okay. We, we, uh, we're there with bass to, you know, if you, if you've seen this in the past, board checks, that type of stuff, uh, run the event, be there on, on staff, stand by if anybody needs us, judge fish and help with the, you know, help with the award ceremony. And that's, that's what we're doing as far as making the calls, as far as angler of the year or lake choice, things like that. All we can do is help recommend, but, uh, ultimately it's their decision. Okay, the next question, Josh Evans, any are they talking about standardizing state qualifications? I think they kind of already are, aren't they? Isn't there a certain way you have to do that or well, I, I, I think different states have different kind of different layouts from and Dwayne, correct me if I'm completely off base. Like Tennessee, Steve-O ran three Bass Nation events, and that's your way to qualify this year, you know. But last year we we qualified, we made our state championship like a sanctioned bass event where everybody got a membership. And if you qualified in the top 10% of that, I think you, you qualified for the championship. Right. I don't know that there's one blanket standard way because in, in each state, they kind of give the clubs their own, their own freedom yeah. to, to make their schedule. You could do a 10 event schedule if you wanted to, from my yeah. understanding. Yeah. So there's, you do, I, you I don't think do there's like one a, deal. Right. You could do a 10 event schedule and have a point system out of those 10 events. And take your top whatever and go to the championship. The, the the end all be all is, from what I'm understanding, is there has to be a championship tournament. Okay. Yeah. And out of that yep. championship tournament in your state, you take ten percent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it. so the way to get to that tournament can be very state to state to state, and the cost can vary as well. I guess. Yeah. And that's just going to be who's the president of of the right. the big bass club right. in your. Oh, yeah. You can have one tournament at the end of the year. You have one tournament if you wanted to that had a, 150 people in it, okay, as a championship. And but they all had to be bass members. They they all have to fish. You know that the, all those all those standardization things. But you know, you take then you take 10. percent You know, or yeah. So but the guys, other the other thing, just so you know, is you can jump states too. Like if you want to fish Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, or something like that, you can go from state to state to state. 
but you just have to make sure that you coordinate with that state you're going into and you pay that state's dues. Yeah. You think and I would so, know some? Of, you think I would know some of this because I started ours and had a state open to get people in this year, but we just did one event. I didn't look into all the rules for the rest of it. And some states are require additional dues. You know, for the kayak guys, some said, you know, y'all are separate. You know, we're going to keep it separate. You you do your own thing. Doctor Yuskovich, he's the he's the bass president here in Tennessee. He actually came out, and I don't know why he picked this tournament to do it in, but he came out and fished Watts Bar with us, and he came and had dinner with us Saturday night. I got to meet him. Great guy. You know, very very supportive of the kayak scene coming on here in Tennessee. And you know, with Steve O running it, it it's going to grow. It's going to be great. Um, but him taking the time to to not only you know, give us a thumbs up for the kayak fishing, but to buy a kayak and come fish a tournament with us, that's huge. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that makes me respect that man, you know, yeah. infinitely. Yeah. Steve's talked very, very highly of that fellow. I've never met him, but he really has spoke highly of him. Uh, one more question here. Todd Patrick wondering if these are going to go to two day events. It was cool to see the championship go to a two day event. I like that. Any, yeah. any, any thought in making the opens two day events in the future that you know of? I'm not sure. We're gonna we're gonna run again this year. Probably get through half the year and discuss that. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely let I me. Mean, we'll let you know. I mean, there's, we're totally transparent. If something comes up and we make this change for next year, I'll I'll let you know. Because I, I encourage it. I like that. You know, I, and we've always fished one day events. You know, forever. Those two day events. Uh, it's it really brings a chess aspect into it. Like. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you you have to put a lot more thought into it. You have to have A spot, B spot, C spot sometimes. But I, I love that format. I think that really separates the people that are on them from the guy that, that stumbled up on, you know, one spot that had five fish in it. Well, it's it's de definitely – I mean, I even at one time talked about if our, if our if the championship were to be so big, we could do a three-day and have a two-day to, cut to cut, cut to the last day. And take like a top fifty or something like that, which would be yeah, kind of no, cool. that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah then you would ben have Rayfield. But do you see this question? Ben Rayfield wants to make it a fourteen-inch minimum. I, he's tired of looking at those twelve-inch fish or something. Well, this one is a fourteen-inch minimum. Aha! There you go. Boom. Let me make sure. Let me scroll down. Hold on. Yeah, champion, championship is for sure. Yeah. What about? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you can he's do that. He's talking about the opens. He's talking about oh. the opens. Okay. I don't, I don't, I have to go dig it out and find, I don't have that open. I opened up the championship here for just kind of highlighting some things. All these tournaments aren't in Texas and Tennessee, Ben. Chill. <laughs> you may need those 12 inch fish. You may kiddo. need a 12. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of kiddo, Michael Bray, California guy that was posted in KBN. He he's trying to, they're pushing so hard for me to go to freaking California on May 20th. I don't know. If you guys, y'all have Google, y'all have all kinds of internets out there. Do you know where Tennessee is in relation to California? <laughs> That's a long way. And uh, Tim Arthur graciously offered to pay my entry fee. The $600 plane ticket's still, <laughs> still a little confusing in the, in the boats and rods part, but uh, the entry fee's covered. So if anybody's got a bullet train heading to California, give me a shout. Yeah, they those guys were talking a lot of smack leading up to the weekend. We'll call it friendly smack between uh, the Cali Cali turnouts and the uh, BOS Watts bar turnout. That didn't end too well. Well, Tim, Tim reached out and kind of gave me a heads up. He's like, Hey, 
you know, I'm trying to hype up this California bass event. I'm going to talk some trash. I'm fine with that because I like talking trash anyway. James Snyder, who's some sort of Darth Vader czar or something in California, then went and made their identifier code for his tournament, like 120 over 94 or 93, whatever we had at the at the Hobie event. Like, good. I mean, congratulations, man. That's awesome. So I posted the payouts for for the Hobie event, which are phenomenal. Uh, I just I, I don't know. I don't know if it, it was a whole, you know, whole shootout out there, but apparently the same guy, Snyder, ended up banning a bunch of people from the, the local club page, trying to silence them because they support uh, BASS, forming their own state thing. And that's what I don't I don't get personally, because, you know, like we've talked about, we have such a good relationship here with our local club, Steve-O, who runs Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers, all the other clubs in the state, we support Bass Nation. We support them growing because that's kind of that mid-tier that, that I feel like there's a gap in right now. So we have the high-level stuff. We have Hobie and, and Bass running these big-money tournaments. Then we have the grassroots stuff for 30 bucks. You, you know, go fish on a Saturday. But that $100 range kind of mid-level tournament, there's not a a good organization that's doing that right now. So I feel like Bass Nation, there's a there's a big opportunity there. And, and I encourage local clubs to really support this stuff. Don't look at it as competition. Look at it as that as another growth avenue. So, you know, don't, don't try to shut people up. Let them, let them talk and do their own thing. Can you believe cancel culture has made its way into kayak fishing? It would start yeah. in California. Cancel culture is what started KBN. Oh, that's true. I mean, the same thing. We stood there, you know, tried to get a muzzle put on us. And, and that's not how, that's not how you manage things. You listen to people, you listen to their point of view, and you either agree or disagree. Like that, that's that's how life is supposed to work. Just you know, act to those, right. To those to those band anglers out there, uh, you'll end up better off for it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. destined for greatness. Don't you're destined, worry. Kid. You're destined for yeah. greatness. Keep your nose to the grindstone. And whoever the ones doing the banning, that's garbage. Don't be that person. Don't do that. Don't, don't be do that, that person. That's come horrible. On. Come on, man. That's weak and, and terrible. And I'll tell you what, I don't know where all the influx of, of overseas people have come in and hit our website. I don't know if you're getting them or not, Jeff, but oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You got you're getting those spam accounts. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm usually the I'm usually the one that lets them in, Dwayne. Jeff will accept them. They've had a Facebook account for two days, have nothing in common with a group. Jeff's like, Yes, we're in. No profile in, picture. No. <laughs> <laughs> for sure man for i sure. got i got a couple of guys that are admin on our page and uh and, and i got a message from him yesterday he's like where the heck did all these people come from i mean he's, he's just like just overseas and you know anyway it's it's yeah. a mess yeah hats off to the mods of kbn because they put up with some stuff they have to, they have to mod there too somewhere yeah the, you are. Uh, the unsung heroes the unsung <laughs> heroes wading through the muck of who tries uh, to join oh my gosh people think it's the wild west i think we like deny 100 200 people a month from, from joining the group. and then all that we have to turn on post notifications for some people that just continuously spam us with like you know my wife painting crankbaits in the garage videos or something yeah, like yeah. I, I just i don't know what, what yeah. part of that do they not get where you post up there you know all spam will be removed or you'll be banned for 28 days or whatever you know what i'm saying what part i don't of know you get? i don't know man hey i saw i saw it trickle over to bass nation the other day somebody tried to rile you up with the fishing chaos stuff. <laughs> gosh man people got to get some sense at some point you know at some point yeah 
I told them to go to KBN and start that crap. Hey, <laughs> they, don't, they don't want the smoke yeah. over there. They don't nah, want the smoke. Yeah, that's that's not the that's not the dog you want to bring to the show. Yeah, I hear you. That's why I said go over there. And see what happens. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. it's self polices most of the time. Hey, uh, back on this, uh, I know people, and I've gotten a couple of messages already about this one though. Just so you know, uh, the the lake is off limits between May tenth and June fifth. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I think it's a good thing to be honest with you. Uh, whether it can be policed or not, I don't know, but, uh, uh, I got a call from a guy, I, I, I want to say it was out in California and it's like, they, they said, well, we, we can't come fish it. And I'm like, well, neither can the locals. So yeah, I, I know, can't I either. Right. So, <laughs> you know, come fish it between six, the sixth, seventh and eighth. Let me yeah. tell you what that does. That really helps the BOS event on Sam Rayburn because I was planning on going to that. Then they moved, you know, obviously moved, uh, the bass event to middle of the week. Uh, well, now it doesn't really penalize you if you go down and fish Sam Rayburn. You can come up Sunday night, still have two days of pre-fishing or a day and a half. You're yeah. not really behind the eight ball with somebody that's been sitting there for a week fishing the whole lake, you know, still on an equal equal playing field. So I like that. Let's see what else we need to talk about on that one. Um, $400 entry fee, of course. We know that. Uh, Off-limits lake. Uh, deadline May 10th. Okay. The deadline is a month early, just so y'all know, because – that's something they came they came out with that they need the time to get all the paperwork and everything done for you know Corey if it's if we get two hundred and seventy anglers it's a fifty thousand dollar payout first prize so that's crazy say that again two seventy full field is based on the fifty thousand full field is fifty thousand first place all right yep pay out thirty pay thirty places look even down to twentieth place you take home thousand dollars okay so, that's awesome yep. We had, we, a little like thread, we, we had a little thread going about the deep payouts. I think Alan Weedmeyer started it. Um, you know, some people don't like that. I think it's good that Bass does that because it gives the folks that travel a little chance to recoup funds, even if you finish 20th or 25th, I think he was whatever. saying, like, the structure of how, you know, such place through such place was one standard dollar oh, okay, amount. I, I mean, that's – I don't know. I think that's six of one, half a dozen of the other. If you're taking home a decent amount of money, I mean, if you had another 200 bucks – it may make you feel a little bit better. I don't. I don't know. I don't think well, it's a we, big deal. We had another scenario that was. Uh, I think first place was forty thousand, and second place was a little higher than ten. There were there were a couple different scenarios we were looking at, and it, and but but down to twentieth place, it was only going to pay out like five hundred bucks. You see what I'm saying? And then so there were two different scenarios we were looking at, and honestly, the one that really popped out to me was, hey, whoever wins this thing, they're going to win a chunk of money, right? And then yeah. then we could still pay out twenty places, at least a thousand bucks. They're going to take. They get to take home six hundred dollars, you know. what I'm saying with entry fees, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think it's it works out just fine. Gives you recoups a little lunch money, pun intended, if you need it. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I Dwayne, like I said, Ryan's got to bounce to another podcast here in a little bit. But before before we do that, anything uh, coming from Tourney X that we need to know about? Any new updates or or new stuff coming down the pipe? You know, we're for the past three or four months we've been. I have full-time, I have full-time programmers now, if y'all know that or not, but we've, uh, we're working day and night. Well, not day and night, but every, every, uh, every, <laughs> every day, uh, we've got them going, uh, and we're, we're trying to make this thing, uh, a little better, a little faster. Um, uh, you know, get, we can actually sustain more people on the website, to be honest with you. Um, we've got some changes that we're going to work on in the app. Not, not, we're not going to change the app as far as the way to, the, the path runs, we're going to change. Well, we are going to change one part of it where we can hopefully eliminate a couple of keystrokes. Um, 
if 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 uh you know as well as I do, I fish as you guys as you guys do too, and I use my own app when I'm fishing these tournaments, and I'm always trying to think of how I can shortcut a little bit more because if you're tossing around the water, you know, one two foot waves and it's wind blowing thirty or whatever, it's 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 hard to deal with a phone, okay, and try to submit fish. I get it. So if we can make it easier for you know the anglers, uh, that's what we're going to try to do, and. Um, so yeah, some of the things we're working on. Uh, nothing that's going to be just mind blowing. Just, just, uh, just mulling through. And I like it. I mean, it worked great. Obviously, I've used it for two days. It's super fast. You know, we had good cell signal where I was at. Everything. You know, I was getting notifications immediately because there wasn't a lot of fish submitted. AJ had them judged in like two seconds. So <laughs> I was getting, I was getting notifications. You know, almost instantaneously. So uh, I, I had a great, great experience with it over the weekend. So, I didn't even think about that for AJ. That had to be uh, kind, of a, <laughs> kind of a nice reprieve. To only have he to was judge. so relaxed when it, you know, until the video took two hours to upload <laughs> uh, Sunday afternoon. I, I was, my family was calling. They're like, "What's going on? Who won? Did you win?" I was like, "I'm not really supposed to say anything, so <laughs> we're gonna keep it a secret for a little bit." You know, we've had this conversation where we've talked about having good days and bad days at these tournaments. And he says, you know, I, I told him, I said, a good a good day at these tournaments for us on our side, just, just so y'all know, is is the day that's crappy weather and the fish aren't biting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what true. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. True. But 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 in all in, in all uh, honesty, uh, you guys, I just don't understand how you guys can find the fish. I really don't. You know, uh, kudos to y'all. Um, you know, we. Um, Everybody says there won't be many fish caught. There won't be any fish caught. There won't be any limits caught. But someone is going to find the fish, and we could put our guys against anybody in any boat. And I swear we'd stomp them. You know what I'm saying? It's just because we fish less water, we fish it harder, we pick it apart, and just that's what we do of a kayak. It's just crazy. I think you'll start seeing more of that crossover, both ways. You know, Corey Dreyer just fished the tournament down here on Gunnersville. I think I think you'll see some kayak kayak guys you know cross over to the bass boat world i think you'll see vice versa some of the pros coming coming and fishing some of these kayak events so i look forward to that i think that's what's really going to open people's eyes like oh wow like all right you know that's they're legit Did well, I see would, Corey, would Corey do better if he was in front of the boat or the back of the boat you see what i mean that's the, yeah. that's uh, the if, if jody queen was at the front of the boat Corey would do better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i saw uh christine's fish in the central opens this year isn't she she, I think so. I think she said something yeah, like that. Yeah. So we got quite a few jumping over. Uh, Dwayne, I got a nice comment for you from YouTube. Let me throw it up real quick. No. Yeah, this guy said when he was brand new to kayak fishing, he had questions about a tournament. The only person that returned his call, call was Dwayne Wally. The guy's the real deal. Hey. I appreciate that. I wonder who RC is. <laughs> yeah, whoever RC is, that's probably Clifton. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of his other burner accounts. It's one of his identities. <laughs> well, I, I want to say something before I jump off here. So, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, kind of ethics and, and respect on the water and, and things like that. You know, day two, not only did, did Thomason not come do that float again, but a name that, that was inadvertently dropped on KBN uh, in confusion with one of the cheater lists, <laughs> uh, Adam Shepard. So I, I look up and, and through the fog, I see a silhouette of like a PA 14, 360 coming around, coming around the edge of this big metal thing that I'm fishing. And I, at first I thought it was, 
I thought it was Christine because she was the only person that, that I saw that morning launching that, that was in a PA 14, 360, uh, coming down. I was like, surely to goodness, she ain't, she ain't sliding down here. Cause I was pretty specific about where I was going. I don't, I try not to hide stuff like that. And it was, it was Adam Shepard. And immediately, as soon as he saw me sitting there, you know, reels up his line and goes way out in the river all the way around me and, and goes on down the, the opposite bank. And, I thought that was so cool. Well, then he's coming back up the river again, stops fishing when he got, I mean, 300 yards away from me, stops fishing, pedals up, introduces himself. And we sat, he sat there while I was fishing. We sat and talked for probably an hour on the water. And, and then, you know, we move around the metal thing going back upstream and I see some bait flickering or whatever up there. I'm like, Hey man, go catch those fish. And he's like, no, you need them. And I was like, I don't, this is my spot here. Like I'm that's, you know, I don't own the river. Go, go up there and, and try to catch those fish. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't think I, I got the whole bank to myself. So, uh, he was super cool again, very respectful, but he messaged me tonight and he said, thinking about the area you caught your fish in is the equivalent of being able to catch a limit from a toilet. <laughs> Might as well have been with all those. Cause I had like discharge pipes from Oak Ridge, like all around me. He said, might as well have been with all those discharge pipes in that stretch. And you want a, a major tourney from literally the crappiest spot ever. Definitely have my respect once again. But he was a super cool guy. Invited me up to go smallmouth fish in Kentucky with him. Uh, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that that keeps keeps us going. So thank you, Adam, for being a class act. Respect, Mr. Shepard. Respect. And once sure. again, my, my apologies for the mix up with the name. <laughs> oh, we thought he was the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he much. thought it was old board cutter. The board cutter shepherd, Dan, yeah. but also from Kentucky. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. That different, is true. Different, different, shep different shepherd. Yeah. No, re no relation whatsoever. Opposite ends of the the ethical spectrum. There. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Ryan, do you got to bounce, man? It's I'm going to jump off, guys. I'm going to jump off. I appreciate it, uh, Dwayne. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for man. everything you're doing with bass, and and hopefully, you know, uh, the sky's the limit with this thing. Hey, yeah. congr congrats again, Ryan. Thank you. Y'all take care. Yeah, man. Right. Hey, and everybody, uh, as soon as we get done here, jump over and see Ryan on Paddle and Finn. Sounds good. See y'all. All right. All right, Dwayne. It's just us. Now we can talk about Ryan. There you Anything go. You <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, no, I, I, I won't keep you too much longer either, but anything else you want to bring up about Tourney X or anything that's going on with you, man? No, man. I just I appreciate all the uh, support. I tell you, we've, uh, um, you know, there's, uh, as you know, and know in the community, a lot of things have changed in the past six months. And, yeah. uh, it is what it is. It's okay. Uh, respectfully, I'm I'm gonna keep keep hammering down my path that uh, I started, you know, six years ago. Um, take care of my take care of my anglers. Take care of my directors, and uh, I'm always at the end of this device right here. If you need me, just like whoever RC is, you know. Uh, Ron Strauss called me today from Minnesota. He was having he just didn't have a problem. He's just trying to set up a uh, get his series set up up there with uh, uh, some different type of fish. And he calls me up. He says, uh, "So it, it's, it's I'm here. You need me? Call me. Uh, if if uh, hopefully I'll be back to work in a couple three weeks, where uh, I get this freaking arm back into shape, where I can get back out on the water and fish a little bit. But uh, I certainly appreciate you inviting me on tonight. I kind of miss being on here. Yeah, man. It's been it's been too long. We yeah. you know it's been too long. I know we talked not long ago, and, and you've been recovering from from your." Uh, from your surgeries, glad to see you back on top. I meant to ask you one more thing about the bass thing in Texas. Who's the? Are you running that? Are you the tournament director? Who's the tournament director for that event? Well, let me go over who the tournament director is. Uh, Patrick Malone okay. is going to be the one for Lake Fork. Okay. okay. 
Patrick Malone will also be the tournament director for uh, the class, for the championship. Okay. okay. Uh, John Stewart will be there probably at both of those events as well. Um, the uh, Gunner, um, I don't have my list up here. Let me think about Pickwick. Believe it or not, Brad Case is coming up. A uh, good buddy of ours. You know Brad. Know him well. Uh, he's one of my neighbors. Uh, he's going to come up and, and run that event. I'll probably be, I'll probably do the briefing, uh, an online briefing segment, and he'll be up there, the man in charge of, uh, of uh, um, judging fish and being there on stand, you know, standby for anybody needs help. Um, got a couple of new people. Uh, Tyler Cole will be uh, also at the uh, lacrosse event as again this year. And uh, got two two new people. Um, Michael Goss will be down at uh, Ufala. I believe he fishes with uh, some of the guys over um, uh, Nick Dyer. I think you may know Nick Dyer. Yeah. Uh, when we went over that way, he 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 runs used to run their event over there, and uh, so he's going to help out there. And uh, your buddy uh, Aaron uh, Aaron White is going to be running the one up at uh, Chesapeake this year for me. Awesome. So, yeah. Good stuff. All sounds like uh, good tournament directors, but I just couldn't remember who that one was for the classic. Patrick actually chimed in a little bit ago and said, be sure to understand that the deadline for Fork is coming up quick. So if you're going to sign up for that. The deadline for Fork is February 25th, I believe. Yeah. So it's just around the corner. Got a couple of days. Yeah, tournament season. I think, I think we're at 120. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jeff. We're about 100, 125 anglers now in this building. So please, please, if you're coming, let's get on board and let's get going. And they'll send me the list, and I'll pop it on on the tournament for us. Yeah, I wanted to be at that one so bad, but I'm going to be at Broken Bow the week before, and I just can't get the time off to come down two weeks in a row. But yeah, Broken Bow's, you know, that's that you, you've been to that every year, and I, I get it. That's just a total respect to, to those guys up there. So uh, good stuff, good stuff. Well, man, I certainly appreciate you taking the time. Make sure you say hi to your uh, lovely wife for me when you I get will. up. I will. Thank you, bud. Hope y'all are doing well down there, and and we sure appreciate everybody watching tonight. Um, like I said, be sure and jump over there to Paddle and Finn as soon as we end this and, and check out Ryan and the other, the rest of the top three, Kurt and, and uh, Ewing Miner over there. They'll probably have some good info for you. But we're going to wrap this thing up. We'll be back next next Monday. Dwayne, appreciate you once again, man. And, Thank you, uh, Yeah, get well. Keep on getting well. All right. Take care. Thank you. Right, we're gone.